Parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Hello and welcome to another WTF1 podcast. I'm Katie and I'm joined by Tommy and today we're going to be talking about the potential of a 30 race F1 calendar, which I'm just thinking about it brings me out in a cold sweat. Uh, Now we're talking about it because this morning my social media was an absolute meltdown as Sky F1 shared an interview with F1 CEO Stefano Domenicali. And in it, he was talking about the calendar and how it might look in the future. Uh, And we've heard rumours of Las Vegas, with it being heavily suggested that an announcement could be coming soon. Uh, But Stefano Domenicali also said that he wanted races in Africa. And we've already had, we have like an announcement every week, it feels like, with a new F1 circuit getting a long-term deal on the calendar. So Tommy and I thought, hey, we've got some spicy takes on this, as we do with absolutely everything. (laughs) Let's record a podcast and have a bit of a rant and a bit of a waffle and just chat about all things races because you love a rant i do it's my trademark now i was gonna say the fia uh directors have been good so far this year so you've not really had much to uh rant about so far so maybe this will help it should do yeah therapy (laughs) for you Exactly. Uh, Now, before we actually go into the possibility of a 30 race calendar and talking about that, let's first digest what Domenicali was saying about these two potential venues that could join the calendar. Now, one I think is definitely more likely than the other, and that is Viva Las Vegas. I was going to do a really terrible Elvis impression then, but I'm glad I stopped myself. Uh, This is a circuit that has been suggested time and time again, even before Liberty Media took over. There were talks of a Vegas race and it just sort of never kind of materialized. But Tommy, I feel like this announcement is probably quite imminent and would make a third US race on the calendar. What are your thoughts on Sin City hosting a Formula One race? Go. I think it was inevitable, wasn't it? Um, Yeah. yeah. (laughs) it took a while. I think, I mean, Bernie was trying to push loads of US races, wasn't he? Um, we had that one in New Jersey uh, that was oh, yeah. like the New York Grand Prix that we had the Manhattan skyline and stuff. And they were trying to push more races, but it never sort of, it never really materialized. So uh, when Liberty came in, I guess Kota were probably sweating a bit um, at the thought of all these other races, but it looks like they're happy to just do it. Uh, you know, do multiple races in the US, but you do have to remember, um, you know, the US is a massive place. And uh, I know it's very easy for Europeans to complain about, oh, why do the US get three races? Uh, And it's like, because, you know, some people in America, it's closer, you know, the, the races are still absolutely miles away. Like we can go to Spa, and it's and that's in a different country, and it's nowhere near as far as some Americans have to travel to go to a Grand Prix in their own country. So, uh, you know, it's a massive country, so it makes sense. Um, and yeah, a third U.S. race, 
back to back to the 80s <laughs> I know it's going to be amazing well exactly the point you're making with how far races are I know it's not the United States it's Canada that I'm going to reference um, but I have family in Toronto and I've also got family over in British Columbia and it would take me longer to travel from Toronto to British Columbia in Canada than it would to take me to go from London to Toronto so it just shows like how huge the country is and how long it takes to travel to these places so yeah we're going to have Miami which is on the calendar this year which is very exciting and I will constantly go on about it because I'm so excited about it and Cota as well which is obviously in Austin Texas and then we've got Viva Las Vegas um are you gonna call it Viva Las Vegas every single time (laughs) every time I've got to figure out like a new saying for it this I was going to say the city that never sleeps but I feel like that's maybe New York but I guess it could also be Vegas from what I've heard yeah um yeah <laughs> we'll come up with as many things as we can little taglines uh but yeah where it could be we've like you said we've had races in vegas before this is not a new thing we had two races one in 1981 and one the following year in 82 but it has a reputation for being one of the worst f1 circuits just ever um it was in a car park which when you tell somebody oh we went to vegas you might think oh it's so glamorous and they were racing in a car park for the caesar's palace hotel uh and yeah the the counterclockwise nature of the circuit meant it was so brutal to the drivers and their necks that the story goes that when nelson Piquet got his first world championship when he finished fifth at the race in 1981 it took him about 15 minutes to recover from heat exhaustion after barely making it to the finish now fortunately we won't be going back from the sounds of it to a hotel car park <laughs> because I don't think Liberty Media would really, I don't know how they would market that, but there is talk of it being on the Vegas Strip, the very famous Vegas Strip, which would be great. I'm already thinking about the porpoising if they can't sort it out by then because my goodness, oh my that's going to be hell because that's a long old um, strip of road. But yeah, do you think down the, the Vegas Strip could be a good a good place for an f1 circuit or do you think it's just going to be like was it um aces a few years ago where it's just like really long and then you do a little turn around and come back yeah as long as they make it good i mean i know miami they wanted to make it a circuit in a specific location and i would um i would be a bit wary of doing that myself because especially um we'll go to we can talk about Formula E because you love Formula E. Um, oh, yeah. But the uh, for me, I found the Formula E circuits, they obviously push to be in a specific location right in the city and they want like, you know, a famous landmark and stuff. Um, I'm thinking Paris, for example. Yeah. Uh, but you can't really tell it's Paris once all the advertising boards are up and you've got all these catch fences around the track and all kinds of stuff. So almost like the location is a little bit lost, really. Um, so... You I could mean, see the top of the Eiffel Tower from the start finish straight. I'll say that much. Just about. <laughs> but it was if they pan away. out wide enough. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Really same, same with like the New York one and stuff like that. Um, yeah. It's just, I don't know. Um, it'd be a cool, it'd be a cool track, but I hope they prioritize the track in just making it a good track rather than we have to be here. And, you know, it has to be in this specific location, even if it's not good. Just going back to my original point, I did actually just quickly Google um las vegas strip which is where the race might be and uh miami uh 
the location where the Miami circuit is. And it is 2,536 miles away and it would take you 38 hours to drive. So <laughs> that's why there's three races in America. You know, I've driven, uh, when me and my wife used to work in the WC, you know, we've, we've driven from like spa to home and got back in a, in a day. Um, uh, like very quickly, like it's only taken a few, few hours. So, um, yeah, that's why <laughs> they're thinking about adding more races because America is massive and not everyone can uh, can get to it as easily as we're we're so lucky in Europe that we can just hop on a plane or even drive and within an hour you're in a different country. This is so true. I feel like we need to have a segment on this podcast now that's like Tommy's fact of the day. The US is massive, <laughs> but uh, no, it's very true. And as long as they can sort of incorporate the Vegas strip, kind of I'm thinking like a Baku style vibe of having a nice long bit for the start finish strikes. We see some great overtakes on there. And as long as, yeah, it's not just miles of strip. <laughs> and then Yeah, they did a Red like Bull show run there, didn't they? It looked quite cool. But again, like it looks really cool when the Red Bull show cars out and they're there. And you've got all the flashy lights and stuff. But as soon as you put, you know, the infrastructure of a race and it's curbing and you put up all the walls and stuff, I don't know. It doesn't quite have the same effect for me. Like it's cool, no doubt, but you don't get that. Oh my word, they're on that part. Like a lot of the time you can't tell when there's actually a circuit there. And going back to the Caesars Palace Grand Prix, that's like, you know, a perfect example. Like you think it would be really cool, but it's actually just a, horrible i mean the track was awful it's just yeah. like it looks like the letter e that's been sat on um <laughs> and uh, i mean look at the look at the circuit if everyone yeah, giggles the circuit horrible. um it is the letter e that's been squashed um and yeah it's just like hairpins you're never going to overtake and then i think they had loads of problems there with how hot it was and stuff as well um yeah let's hope it's better than that Yeah, well, I've actually just thought of an idea. And I know the FIA and all the people that are in charge of Formula One, they always listen to these these podcasts very regularly. But why don't we do it? So for the third US race, it's just like on on a loop. So one year we go to Vegas, rather than signing, I don't know, like a 10-year contract, one year we go to Vegas, the next year we go to Indianapolis, the next year we go to Watkins Glen, and then just keep it on a rotation because then you're also moving it to different locations in the US which would make it more accessible for people um and you won't have the drama as if Vegas is boring and terrible and provides awful racing then you just do it for a year or do it every four years and it's no drama I don't I you kind of skipped ahead to what I, I was going to say actually something quite similar when we get to the, the whole 30 oh, race no. chat no don't, no, <laughs> don't worry no no don't worry it's uh it's um it's a very good point. And yeah, one I was going to make, like, I totally, I totally agree with you that if you look at, cause, cause I think that is a, a thing that should just be exercised across the whole calendar. I think we said it before. And I think we said it during 2020, how exciting it was that we had these new, uh, new races on because of COVID, obviously it was a horrible reason mm. why we had it, but, um, you know, we got to race at tracks that we never thought we would. And, you know, I'd have never believed that we'd be racing at Turkey again, or, you know, there'd be an <laughs> F1 race at Portimao and things like that. So 
why why don't they just mix it up um yeah we'll go into it later about the 30 races but you know they obviously want so many races and they want they want to just keep ramping it up why why can't why does every circuit have to sign like a 10-year deal and do it every single year like why can't we have you know uh I mean, I'm saying this and then I imagine, you know, like one year where they're like, we're not having the British Grand Prix, there'd be absolute outrage. Yeah, um, but but it's still like a valid point that, you know, it could alternate and, and everyone gets their turn and and it doesn't have to be a case of just this is every year, uh, yeah. you know, and then it makes it quite exciting and refreshing. And then you'll have tracks that you look forward to coming back. So say like Spa takes a year off and it's replaced um by Zandvoort or Mugello or whatever like that and then you know when you get to the start of the year it's like oh we're racing at Spa this year I've missed it it's cool it's back and then get to hopefully have a race at Spa and it doesn't rain uh, and cancel the whole thing triggered but um (laughs) (laughs) anyone that's uh that went to that Spa race probably just turned this podcast off now I apologize but um yeah I'd like that. I think I think there should be more calendar rotation. I think you've you're spot on. Thanks. So Listen much. up, Stefano. <laughs> yeah. Oi, Stefano. <laughs> Take note. Um, but one thing on Vegas before we move on to talking about the possibility of an African race is uh one of my mates, Anil Palmer, also made a very valid point on Twitter this morning. And that is, and I know all of the people in America or Australia, basically nobody in Europe is gonna be like, Katie be quiet you guys get so cushy over there but if it was to be a night race a vegas night race which is apparently what could be in the works then that's going to be such an awkward time for the european market because even a 7 p.m race would be at 2 a.m on a monday morning in the uk for example um and we know that f1 previously have catered for quite a european central market which is, I'm, I know we're very lucky and very blessed at that. And as I say, there'll be people listening from all over the world that are like, yeah, you've had it so easy for so many years. Like <laughs> you're going to have to get used to having it a bit different. But I wonder if that will have any influence on what they do there or whether they just think, eh, it's one race, they can get over it. Yeah, I'm sure a lot of, like you say, a lot of Aussies or whatever will be like, huh, have a taste <laughs> of our medicine. Uh, I actually watched um the 2019 Bahrain Grand Prix when I was in Japan and that was uh that would have been I remember watching it in our hotel room and it was about 2 a.m on Monday morning so it was like I I remember thinking like this is so weird it's Monday and I'm watching a Formula One race and it just felt very strange and also thinking like if this was every single race, which at the end of the day is, is for some people like especially, you know, 2020 was a very European centric yeah. calendar. Um, you're not getting much sleep. <laughs> You've got to be very dedicated and fair play to all the people that do that. Um, because, um, it shows how much you love the sport, uh, to, to do that and prioritizing it over sleep. So fair play, <laughs> but yeah, I guess one race, it might just be a case of like tough, this is yeah. happening and Europeans just have to deal with it. And uh, I'm sure there'll be a lot of um, Aussies and people from yeah, New cheering. Zealand and just on Twitter going, ha ha, this is, <laughs> you know, this is 
first is time. What we have to, uh, yeah, first time. <laughs> Boo hoo! Get over it. You've got one race that you have to do this. We have to do it for every like all like fifteen of the twenty three or whatever. So, yeah, um, it'd be interesting. There is a very valid point that yeah. I hadn't thought about until uh, you just mentioned it, and then was like, oh my word. And also from uh, from us doing content as well, you know, <laughs> up at 2am on a Monday and then it's like, how long do we, you know, do we post yeah. things afterwards? You know, I'd be out like yeah, midday yeah, on Monday. 5am or something. <laughs> yeah, very weird. Mad. I think there's just only one solution and that's just to go to Vegas and then we're on their time frame and it's fine. <laughs> Vegas Clubhouse. Well, hey, <laughs> you, you said it. Um, right, so let's stop talking about Vegas, Viva Las Vegas, as it is now known. Um, <laughs> and you're about like you're like Crofty with the Joe Guan You thing. You're like Vegas, Viva Las Vegas. You <laughs> yeah. say that every time. <laughs> oh dear. Uh, yeah. So thoughts on an African race? Um, now, I'm sure for lots of people listening, when you think about an African race, there is one circuit that comes to mind, and that is the 1956 Moroccan. No, go on. Go on. <laughs> I'm going to, well, Kailami? Kailami. Kailami. Clearly, I can't even pronounce it, but I know of it. Um, Hamilton, Lewis Hamilton. Oh, sound, sound like Bond, James Bond there. Hamilton, Lewis Hamilton. Uh, recently said he'd love to have that circuit on the calendar. Uh, it did last host a race in 1993. But is that a circuit that you're familiar with, Tommy? Do they have it on Gran Turismo? They don't have it on Gran Turismo, but... Um... It's an awesome track. I've driven it on many, many a sim race. Uh, it's it's a cool track. Um, I hope they just kind of leave it as it is, um, and not try and do things to it, like tilkify it and or add um, silly silly things in that are needed because it is just a generally awesome track. And I think it is. Uh, I'm sure there'll be a lot of people shouting at this podcast, but I feel like I heard recently that they were upgrading it to a grade one is that correct you're nodding your head i am sure i've done i'm sure i read that yeah uh that they they have upgraded it so yeah kyle army it's an awesome track uh i want to say 93 was the last time they raced there it was Uh, indeed was it cool um yes because i remember watching a video of of it in of senna schumacher and uh, Prost having a battle in 93 there. Yeah, it's a cool track, um, quick, old school, and it just would be great to have a race in Africa, wouldn't it? It would just, it would, yeah. it would just be really cool. And it would feel like place. a world, it feel like a world championship as well. Like you want a race in every continent. Uh, I shouldn't Antarctica. say that because Antarctica, <laughs> Dominica Antarctica would be like, Antarctica <laughs> signs 40 year deal for. <laughs> Oh dear, yeah. Get, don't give him any more ideas, please, God. Um, but yeah, I think it's currently grade two, the circuit. But yes, um, there has been lots of talk of the p- potential of it being added to the calendar in the next few years. So yeah, that would be awesome. There's now, a, there is a corner called Clubhouse as well. So is there? A perfect place to put. Yeah. There's a, oh my goodness. There's some, there's some very brilliant corner names. Uh, <laughs> I want you to read them out. I know because because you, you will uh, you will. I can see because... them. I've, I've looked it up, but I want okay. you to say them. Crocodiles. <laughs> yeah. Uh, S's Clubhouse Sunset. There's one called Barbecue. 
Barbecue. Uh, there's a corner called Barbecue. Uh, crocodiles. There's one called Mineshaft, which uh, I knew would. This is why I didn't read it out because I knew you're a child and would just laugh. Um, Crowthorn, the kink. Nice. <laughs> Laughing again. Um, yeah. I like sunset. Of, uh, that sounds nice. And barbecue. <laughs> Lee, 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 cop, Lee, cop, yeah, and Ing, Ingwe, Ingwe, Ingwe. Oh, yeah, awesome. it's a cool track though. Um, yeah, high speed. Uh, yeah, it'd be cool. I think, uh, I think you've written this on the sheet actually. Didn't Hamilton do some kind of demo run there? In he did well in 2010. I was watching the sky coverage this weekend. Naomi Schiff is the new edition. And she um, is not South African, but she was bought, like uh, raised, raised in South Africa. So. So. Um, so she's got a South African accent and stuff. But she went to a promotional event that Vodafone put on <clears throat> there in 2010. And yeah, she got to meet Lewis and he signed her school uniform because she said that she skipped school that day so she could go and meet Lewis. Um, and yeah, it was really cool. And Lewis was basically just saying that he remembers that day but doesn't remember meeting her <laughs> which i mean is fair enough because i'm sure he meets like millions, millions of people, of every, people year, yeah. <laughs> every year but um yeah so there have been some promotional stuff there in the past which is very cool so yeah we're, we're jumping on the uh south africa hype train now. david we want that to happen david coolford took a red bull f1 car around there for top gear in 2010 Oh, so you can find nice. a clip of that. And yeah, it's a cool track. Yeah, very cool. So if we get Vegas and South Africa on the calendar, then it doesn't take a brainiac to figure out that we're either going to have more races on the calendar than we do now, or we're going to have to lose some races. So um, as part of this Sky interview that went live this morning, uh, Dominicali had been saying that there is the potential to go to 30 races in a year, which is something if that's not new information, like the race have covered this a few months ago, we've done, Oh, I've done an article on WTF one about if there's potential to go to 30 races in a year. Um, but I think every time it just gets brought up on the timeline, people, you know, understandably have an opinion on it. Um, but to continue his quotes, he said, Return, in terms of never. the interest, yeah. <laughs> in terms of the interest we see all around, uh, we see it all around the world. It is up to us to try and find the right balance, considering what are the venues which would like to be in F1, and what are the historical venues we need to see on the calendar. So basically, which ones are old but have historical value and can't get much money, and which ones are offering billions upon billions of pounds to be on the calendar? Yeah. <laughs> um, I like money. Exactly. Uh, so F1's current Concord Agreement, which runs up until 2025, allows 24 races per season. Um, and we've also seen it change on the sporting regulations for this year to say that, yeah, the minimum races in a year for it to count as a championship is eight and the maximum is 24. So for the moment, we have a limit, a maximum limit of 24. Um, but Tommy, I thought we could play a little game of... Uh, should this Ooh, game. track stay on the calendar or should it be binned off? Because Ooh, you're going to get me cancelled now, are you? Yeah. <laughs> well, we're both players, so we both equally get cancelled. Okay. Um, so for each calendar, uh, for each calendar, for each circuit that has a contract, I'll read out the name. I'll say how long it's got a contract for. So for some of them, 
you know, we can say it could be binned off, but Stefano Domenicali, he's made his mind up and it's staying. Um, but yeah, should we go through before, some of these? Um, bef- before uh, <laughs> everyone uh, makes their own um, cynical narrative up on things, are we going just based off the the racing and yeah, uh, yeah, what yeah. we think? Yeah, just, just for the... Just to, yeah. for, for any of doubt when I talk about, you know, how, you know, say I'm like, oh, I really want Saudi to stay on the calendar forever. Um, mm. Yeah, we're, we're talking about racing here. Obviously. It goes, it goes without saying, it goes without saying about um, that side yeah. of things. <laughs> uh, but yes. Okay. Okay. So Bahrain currently has a contract until 2036. So it's not going anywhere anytime soon. Are you happy to keep that on the calendar? Yes, it's underrated as a race circuit. It always okay. seems to. I actually, I actually, this is controversial for someone that grew up with the Aussie uh, opener. And again, I'm I'm pissing off a lot of Australians on this podcast. <laughs> so I apologise. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think Bahrain is a great season opener as well. Um, it's provided a lot of good good racing and stuff. So, yeah. I'm I'm uh, I'm behind that. Um, so Saudi Arabia is next one. It's got a contract until 2031, with uh, the venue <laughs> likely changing within that time period as well. So if we go from the street circuit that we saw last year, and we'll be seeing this weekend, what do you think to that? I'd like that track to stay, even though it's chaotic and makes me wince a little bit. It mm. is a cool track. Um, I hope they don't change the venue personally. Don't feel yeah. like there's any need to if they sort the issues out safety wise. Um, what about you? Yeah, I mean, we've only seen one race there, and that was just absolute mayhem. And I think a lot of the narrative was Hamilton and Verstappen, obviously the penultimate race of the season. So there was a lot of pressure on them from that side of things. Um, but yeah, I think the main concern for me is that they make it a bit safer. Um, yeah, and if it's I got back know in. that. Vibes, yeah, it really it? has. Um, and I like street circuits, which I don't know if it's an unpopular opinion or not, but I think they're sometimes better than the normal ones. Um, right, Australia, that's got a contract until 2025. Um, I read this morning on social that tickets have sold out for both days. So there's clearly interest there. But what do you think? Bring back Adelaide. No, um, Australia, <laughs> yeah, it'd be... Yeah, I think that should stay. This is where this is where we go through the whole calendar, and I just say every single one today. Then we go, oh yeah, we probably do need thirty races. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, um, Australia, yeah, uh, it should stay. And I'm hoping that the new the new changes. I'm looking forward to seeing the new changes as well. Yeah, me too. Um, Imola has just recently signed a contract till 2025. Obviously, that was bought in as a result of the pandemic, but it's staying for a little bit longer. What do you think to Imola? I think I liked it back. I would, I wouldn't, it wouldn't be the end of the world if that rotated with Monza for me. Yeah, I think that's fair. I really, I want to be able to go and see the F1 there. I might try and make it a thing to happen next year. Now it's been extended. Um, Very cool track to go to. Yeah. Yeah. But um, in terms of like, (laughs) yeah, in terms of it needing to be like a forever thing, I don't think so. I quite like maybe have it once every few years or something. Uh, Miami is a bit of a tricky one because we haven't actually raced there yet, but that's there till 2031. So that's not budging. Spain. I feel like this one could divide opinion. I think adios. Spin it off. (laughs) 
yeah, <laughs> get in Portimao instead. Yeah, better that's version. True. Yeah, it's just a it's better a... Spain. Yeah, sorry, Spanish, uh, Spanish fans, especially as Carlos Science is actually in a race winning car. <laughs> yeah, we're like, no, sorry. <laughs> I gave Science a B in ABCDF one last week. Yeah. I'm saying Spain should bin up. People are going to think I've got some kind of vendetta. I don't. No, I'm an Alonso fanboy at heart. It's fine. You are. It's true. <laughs> uh, now this one's probably quite easy for you, Monaco. Yeah. Yep, easy. Uh, but this one, I find it really interesting because the contract allegedly expired in 2021, which would obviously mean we won't be racing there this year, but we are. So either they've made up a deal and it's just not been publicly shared yet. I don't know, but we will be racing now in 2022. But the contract did allegedly expire last year. So that's a weird one. Um, Baku, 2024, that expires. I really like Baku. It's become one of my favorites, but it is a real hit and miss. The first year yeah. we had it with the European Grand Prix, it was mm-hmm. dull AF. And then the second year, it was chaotic AF. So <laughs> it's like... When are it's you like, it's, it's basically like, if there's no safety car, it's terrible. If there's a safety mm. car, it's the best race ever. Um, yeah. yeah, I think, yeah, stay. Yeah, I could I could live with Baku being on rotation with something else, I think. Yeah, if yeah. It had to be. Um, Canada is another circuit I really like. I've missed it off the calendar over the last few years. That's got a deal until 2029. What are your thoughts on Canada? Yeah, Canada it's, can stay. It's a quite an underrated one, I think. Yeah. Silverstone, bin it off, get rid of it. Who goes to Silverstone? <laughs> Not me. No, <laughs> no never heard Silverstone, of it. yeah, got to stay. I mean, yeah, British bias, classic. but <laughs> literally is. It's a classic um, venue. It's one of those ones that I think deserves to be have a solid place on the calendar with maybe four or five others yeah i feel like they need to have a historical um group of ones that like cannot leave the calendar yeah yeah, so like spa monza i guess because that's always hosted races spa monza monaco silverstone and something else (laughs) Mm, yeah probably that's it yeah i guess so it's a shame they're all European, but I guess they've yeah. not, uh, I guess, yeah, Interlagos, but I guess that's only been there since the 80s, but we'll go into that later. <laughs> yeah. Um, right, Austria. We don't actually have a date yet, but apparently Helmut Marco said it's on a multi-year deal. Do you like Austria? I do. Yeah, yeah. that can stay. That normally provides good racing action. Now, on to one that I actually legitimately think will be binned off, and that is France, because its contract expires this year, and Dominical is already saying that there are going to be certain venues that go. Will yeah. you be losing sleep if France gets dropped no, from the calendar? No, I will not. No. <laughs> I don't think you're alone in that. Hungary, um, so that has a contract until 2027. However, there are talks that it could get a 10-year extension on that. So it could be on the calendar till 2037. Wow. What? Yeah. I like Hungary. I think it's yeah. another underrated track that provides a lot of good racing and people just uh, write it off and think, oh, they can't overtake there. But actually that in itself provides, well, Ocon winning a Grand Prix. So um, it's true. a cool track. Yeah, and also a really good first Grand Prix if you're listening to this and you want to try one and you can't go to Silverstone or something, go to Hungary because it's really Mm. easy to get to. It's cheap to stay in the city. That was my first ever Grand Prix Um, and it normally delivers some crack in action, but it is really hot. Um, Belgium, so Spa-Francorchamps, the contract, as far as I know, is expiring this year, which does 
panic me a little bit. Um, what do you think to spa? I think it's yeah. got to stay. Yeah. It's got to stay. It's awesome. It is iconic. It's a cl- classic. Yeah. Yeah. And then the Netherlands 2023. So this is one that was kind of put on the calendar for a few years. Obviously we couldn't race there um, in 2020 because of the pandemic. So it, instead we raced there last year. You went to the Netherlands for, the, it was for the race. Awesome. Yes. But did you enjoy the actual action on the track or was it the atmosphere? It was a bit of both. I thought it's a cool track. Um, there's no doubt in my mind that obviously if Max Verstappen was not on the grid, we wouldn't be there, but he is. So we are. Deal with it. <laughs> um, <laughs> Mic drop. <laughs> yeah. I, I would, I'd be disappointed if it went. It's one of those races that I think it would basically stay until Max retires and then will disappear again. It will. It, it wouldn't surprise me. It's not, there's literally no need to keep it around for until, unless we obviously get, you know, the next Dutch superstar. Yeah, this is a possibility. Um, for me, uh, there was some really good racing there last year and lots of really good moments, but I think I could probably maybe deal with it being on rotation. I'm really sorry to everybody in the Netherlands. Oh yeah, I wouldn't mind a mail. rotation actually. I guess, yeah. I guess I've not even said that really about rotating, but yeah, uh, if it, I wouldn't like it to be binned off completely, maybe because no. also let's be honest, the, the Dutch will just turn that they turn every race into the Dutch Grand Prix anyway. So it's fine. <laughs> it's so true. Um, Monza is yeah, till 2025. That's got to stay. Russia was 2025, but has now been removed. So oh, no. I suppose anyway. maybe that can, <laughs> I suppose that can <laughs> help F1 a little bit in finding a replacement for that. Singapore 2028. I love that race. I do as well. Has to stay. Uh, Japan is um, 2024. Did I say 2024 for Singapore? 2028. 2028. 2028. Okay, cool. Yeah. Japan is 24. Um, I've missed that a lot. So I'd, I would it'd like be a shame. Race. That's another one where it's just such a good fan race. Yeah. But, you know, it's the, the people there are awesome. It's a feels like there should be a race in Japan. Uh, there's such Japan is such a big part of Formula One. So yeah, yeah. Uh, another another venue that's out of contract this year is Mexico, which I like Mexico, but certain areas make it impossible to overtake. Like the stadium section is awesome, but there's not really many overtakes that happen there. So mm, I don't maybe know. it comes under the Netherlands style one where I'm like, yeah. do I like it or is it just the fan atmosphere? And I think it is just the fan atmosphere. Maybe even though it makes no sense, but Mexico and Netherlands can like. Well, Red Bull, they're, they're furious at our, <laughs> our <Yeah>. suggestion. <laughs> I'm such a um, Red Bull hater, me. Yeah, um, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, Mexico is a, a difficult one because personally, I think the track is just, um, it's basically Spain with an awesome uh, and passionate crowd. Like it, it, it gets it gets a free pass because the Mexican fans are just absolutely awesome and uh, make it such an incredible event. But controversially, the track is awful. Mm. Like it is a I bad track. That. I don't like it one bit. It's tilkified to it's just a really bad track in my opinion and that stadium and what do section, you really think <laughs> and that stadium section while it's cool and amazing for fans and i'm sure if i went i'd feel exactly the same as i do about zandvoort and be like no you've got to keep it um but i haven't been and therefore i just look at the racing and go god it's so annoying that they can't uh follow each other down the main straight because of the 
the final bit essentially being like a Barcelona chicane. Yeah, very true. Uh, Brazil is there till 2025, and I think we can both agree that yes. has to stay. That's so important. Abu Dhabi has got a 2030 um, contract. I would quite happily lose Abu Dhabi. It's yeah, me, me. I'm not fussed about that. No. Uh, and then China, that signed a contract mm. till 2025. I know Matt loves China. He's like the biggest underrated. Chinese Grand Prix supporter. Yeah, he is. It's underrated. I think we've had some good races there. I think it provides a lot better racing than people think. Um, maybe not as as much as Bahrain, but I think a lot of people forget about it. Uh, yeah. It's a maybe, maybe a rotation one. Yeah, rotation one. Maybe it could be in rotation with somewhere like Japan. I don't know. Just thinking of like the climate here. Oh, not climate, mm. but you know, like that kind of area of just... <laughs> Asia, <laughs> like yeah. massive continent. And I'm like, oh yeah, just pop them out. But yeah, maybe a rotation one. And then Qatar, which is on there from 20 until 2033. <clears throat> we haven't got a race there this year so far because there's talks of it replacing Russia. Um, but yeah, it depends. If we stay at Los El um, Circuit, I quite enjoyed that last year, but I think we're going to be going somewhere else. So I, I feel like we yeah. can't really vote on that. This is really annoying what you've done to me here because... I was fully going into this podcast like, yeah, why don't we just rotate circuits? It's fine. Rotate them. You know, my point about the American race was, you know, we're so lucky to have so many in Europe. So, you know, get rid of Spa one year and it's just have Zandvoort. And then, you know, the next year you swap it back and they're still really close. And then I've gone through that list and gone, oh yeah, it'd be a shame if we lost this. It'd be a shame <laughs> if they lost this. It'd be a shame if you lost this. Um, so basically you've, You've uh, ruined that. So thanks for that. No worries. Well, thank you for joining me on your day off as well. And I've just put you in a completely bad mood. Um, but yeah, maybe this is, that's okay. Uh, maybe this is something that we can put on social media and get your votes or maybe do a mm. poll on the website or something. So maybe keep your eyes peeled for that because I've inspired myself to make a poll on the website to get your opinions on it. Um, but yes, thank you so much, Tommy, for joining me on this podcast and basically helping the FIA decide all of their future decisions as we normally do. Um, is there anything you would like to say before we depart? Yes, there is. Um, 30 races, obviously. Well, I think we kind of covered it, but it's like it's Dominicali not not saying there will be 30 races because I know that's the thing that's like triggered so many people on social media. It's not them saying there will be 30 races in Formula One and that's the headline that people have gone, oh my God, 30 races, too much. Um, it's more just uh, them saying like, you know, we've F1 has the the potential but uh, to, to run 30 races because of the interest. But I think the person that summed it up the most uh, is a journalist... Uh, Philip Horton, if you know, if you know him, mm -hmm. he put something on Twitter which I I totally agreed with, which is uh, if you make a throwaway remark about thirty races, then all of a sudden twenty four to twenty five race calendars, which seemed unimaginable a few years ago, suddenly looks acceptable. And I think that is so true that it's like F one's way of going. We could have thirty, and then uh, everyone goes, no, thirty is way too much, and then it looks. And then when they announce like 24 and they, they just keep adding one mm. each year, no one, no one really notices. Um, and yeah, it's mad to think that, you know, we, we could be at 25, you know, even, you know, it's not going to be 30, but even in a couple of years time, you know, we could have a 25 race calendar, which is insane. 
Um, another thing, one last thing that I want, I actually, I might turn this into an article and maybe we do a pub podcast about it or whatever one thing i've not seen anyone mention at all and uh which i guess is understandable because at the end of the day the biggest the biggest thing about having a big calendar is the toll it takes on the mechanics and the people and everyone working for one and the drivers um one thing i've not seen anyone mention is every time they add a new race to the calendar they are decreasing the chance of there being a championship battle like every time, like no one's talking about this. Like every time they add a race, it's more likely that we will not get a race going down to the final thing. Because if you think about it, like the title is a lot closer when you have a small number of races. Yeah, that's and, true. And, and, and yeah, if we had 30 races without them resorting to like NASCAR style gimmicks and reducing points or even a, dare I say it, stewards intervening and giving penalties to keep the title uh, <laughs> even points to the last race. What could I be referring to there? Um, it's not going to happen because yeah. there's just too many races that you'll never get a title battle. And then they wonder why uh, that you know the title gets won with five races to go every year because you know there's th- there's more chance you know extend a massive gap in the championship. So. Yeah, that's that's my rant done. <laughs> <laughs> that's a very good point. I thought you were going to talk about the environmental factor of it, which, you know, seeing as F1 are pushing so hard at the moment for all these being net sustainable by 2030, well, we could have 30 races on the calendar by then. That's not going to be very good for the environment, is it, Stefano Bates? Oh, I did so- see. I apologise. I don't know who it is, but someone posted a very funny meme of the, the Will Buxton obvious uh you know where he says something netflix and people are memeing it say something obvious and it's something along the lines of will uh f1 will be carbon neutral uh in 2030 because all the mechanics will quit and there won't be f1 anymore (laughs) that's the master plan when there's 30 races yeah, I really am not a fan of people that's like, if you can't deal with the heat, get out the kitchen. If you can't travel and work at 30 well, races, and it's like, attitude, that is yeah. not the right attitude to have. Um, but yeah, thank you very much, Tommy, for sharing your thoughts and uh, feelings and opinions and everything else on this podcast. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we'll be back soon to rant about something else, I'm sure, because that's all we're good for. I'm joking. That's not all we're good for, but it it's part <laughs> of us. Uh, so yeah, thank you again. And thanks to everybody that's been listening and let us know your thoughts on social media as well. We'd love to hear from you. Don't forget to subscribe if you are listening to this on something like Apple Podcasts or give us a thumbs up or a five-star rating, whatever you're listening to us on. And we will see you for probably, are we doing a preview podcast for Saudi? Potentially on Friday, yeah. Oh, I love it. Okay, well, we'll be chatting all things F1 then. So not long to wait. Take care and goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> Why am I waving? This is audio only. I know, so do I. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. 
LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash spoken. That's linkedin.com slash spoken. Terms and conditions apply. 